A super important part of your spiritual journey is being able to be real with yourself. Today I had a moment of transparency, um, which I'm still very emotional from it, but I'm just so grateful. You know, I'm grateful that I have trained myself to listen to my higher self, um, you know, when she intervenes, right? So, you know, as you know, I am recovering from a really tough period. The last six months have been very uh, tumultuous. However, you know, I've been okay. Um, I've been blessed to have like my family and my friends, you know, who care about me, who check on me. Um, and of course, I've been truly, truly blessed uh, by God's grace and mercy from the very beginning till now. Um, and one thing that I tried to hold on to, no matter what state of mind I was in, was my virtues, right? So, you know, to be kind, to be patient, to be, gen- you know, gentile, you know, um, But I noticed that when things are conflicting, right? So like, let's say for example, if I'm really trying my best to, you know, just kind of forgive what happened and move on, it's like, while I'm doing that and I'm in the process of like, you know, finding new employment, you know, getting back into school, maintaining my social relationships you know it's like picking up where I left off but all of these things are coinciding during your spiritual journey so you have to grow at the same time like you have to elevate at the same time and what I'm realizing about myself was that one of the reasons why I'm always disappointed with people is because I place extremely high expectations on them you know because of the way that I treat them. And it doesn't mean that like everybody treats me poorly or anything like that. No, it's just, I guess I got to a point where I just got tired of forgiving and I didn't realize that, you know, I didn't realize that like I cut someone off one time, you know, because they made like their first big error against me. I'll put that in air quotes because it probably really wasn't that serious. Um, and it like led me to just cut them off because I was just so tired of being disrespected, you know, so tired of feeling like, you know, people are taking advantage of me. And my higher self was like, it's like the Holy Spirit was speaking directly to me through my higher self and, um, just like calling me out, you know, like. When you are waiting for your breakthrough, when you are waiting for God to answer your prayers, right? When you're in your waiting season, that in between, between breakthrough A, which could be, which could have been months or years ago, to breakthrough B can be who knows how long. But how long doesn't actually matter because you know that when you believe in God, God is going to deliver whatever you ask for, right? 
But if you're solely focusing on the time, you're not looking at all the opportunities to develop your character. And I thought I was, right? Like like a couple of my clothes under bleached, you know, by accident. And I was I forgave that, right? Like my earpod had got lost. Like I forgave like you know what I'm saying? Like my clothes got missing. Just like a bunch of just random things just was happening. And I was just like, all right, that's cool, you know, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. But then it was like it was so cool to the point to where I just frosted over, right? Like Elsa. <laughs> um and it's like becoming cold becoming so cold because sometimes when you forgive without addressing things it it makes you just feel like you know I'm just gonna lay down like a a rug right lay down like a doormat and just be walked all over because we're supposed to forgive anyways right but it's the character development because all the things that I listed are not that serious because in the end I'm not a very materialistic person right but what is more important is what character development, you know, are you getting from these experiences? Okay, boom, to let things go. Cool, to not be materialistic. Cool, to forgive, right? And the Holy Spirit was talking to me and was like, you know, I'm very disappointed, you know, that it's like, while you're almost there, you know, you're letting you're letting things just really pile up on you. You know, you're you're just like like I get it. <laughs> you know, like I get it. I get that you're tired. I get that you are, you know, unhappy. I get that things were taken away from you. You know, I get I get that you didn't curse God. I get all that stuff. However, it is the character development that you need to build before I elevate you, before I take you to this next place. Because if I just give you something, you might not have the new character traits necessary to level up into that breakthrough, right? Into that new blessing. So for example, let's say in breakthrough A, right? I needed to learn how to budget. I needed to learn how to be more aware, you know, of my environment, my surroundings. I needed to learn how to you know, always stay professional, right? Not get too emotional. Like there's a lot of things that I needed to learn before I got to breakthrough A, which occurred, let's say last year, hypothetically, right? Now that I'm on my way to breakthrough B, it's like, okay, well, breakthrough B might be huge, right? You never know how far breakthrough B is going to go. But the things that are occurring in between, right? In between that timeline is the skills that you need, to cultivate before you get to where you're about to go. So I think that when we lose jobs, when we lose homes, when we lose cars, when we when we face all this loss, it's like sometimes all we can see is the loss because we've gotten so accustomed to that blessing, right? And it's not to say that we are ungrateful that we, you know, we don't, you know, are not thankful for the things that we do get. But it is to say that this can happen at any time. And you need to be prepared. You need to go into warrior mode, right? Look for the truth in a situation. Look for the salvation in a situation, right? Like I'm literally saying that it's time for you to put on your armor when you face loss, when you've had, you know, a financial decrease, when you've, you know, you haven't been getting any projects or any assignments. Like, that's okay. That doesn't matter right now. And I'm noticing that, like I'm noticing that God 
is not doing these things to punish us. God is not, let, you know, making us wait to the next advancement to punish us. God is using that time to really say, okay, listen, you need to get close to me because it is your relationship with me that is going to carry you through this next level. You will not be able to do it alone. You will not be able to do it with all breakthrough A virtues. You need to elevate. And I'm, I'm here with you and I'm giving you all these experiences that are pissing you off, that are making you feel limited, that are making you feel worthless. I'm giving you all these experiences so that you can cultivate through them, so that you can see who you need to become because I'm literally about to catapult you. You're not going to have the time to learn these things on the spot. I feel like I'm preaching right now, but, <laughs> you know, like being able to call yourself out, you know, when you have like even the slightest bit of unforgiveness is super important because like I said, the Holy Spirit immediately was like, oh no, honey, you need to get back in those scriptures. And it made me pull up all the scriptures about forgiveness, all of them. And I'm reading and I'm reading, and I'm like... Yeah, I kind of dropped the ball there, but I was doing good. Yeah, you were doing good. If, if anything, if you realize along your journey, especially along mine, I would just move forward with things. I would always move forward with my life and just say, you know, I got you, I got accustomed to letting situations die out, right? Because I'm not very confrontational. I don't like confrontation. Like if I have to, yes, but I, it's not my my forte. So if I could just avoid it, I would. Right? Why? Because again, it's like I put these expectations on people. Like, okay, you know, if you say you're gonna do this, and I'm expecting you to really keep your word, you know, and when that doesn't happen, it's like, it really burns my soul, right? Or like when I feel taken advantage of, it really burns my soul. Cause it's like my old self, right? Which a lot of Christians, they, they need to not lie about the old self. The old self, is, the old self is still there. It's, it's, it needs to be worked through, right? It needs to be worked through. It needs to be like a phoenix. It needs to die. It needs to burn out. But even a fire can burn very slowly, right? It takes time for those ashes to, to happen, right? It takes time to get beauty for your ashes. It was to a point where I was just saying to God, like, I was better off how I was before, like, really not caring about, you know, caring about relationships like if people don't want to meet me halfway then it's like why why should I even care like why should I be like overextending myself and I'm still getting nothing like this cannot be my whole life like I'm literally getting taken advantage of and God was like who's taking advantage of you who look 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 at the circumstances you let's 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 use an analogy of, of a wine glass your faith in me has filled your wine glass to the brim. It's filled to the brim. Everything that I taught you is in there. Humility, kindness, forgiving, being friendly, being understanding. Everything that I've taught you is in there. It's filled to the brim. Your cup is overflowing. How can you say that people with half glass full that people with just a drop 
of faith, love, how can you say that they're taking advantage of you when you have way more? And it doesn't have to be tangible. This is why your spiritual journey is the most important thing. Because there are people who could have everything and have nothing spiritually. There are people who could have everything spiritually and nothing on the physical. I've, I've played that role <laughs> too many times in this journey. But I understand. I understand. Right? Those lessons are for me to understand. It's for me to develop. It's for me to die over and over and over and over again until it's like, okay, like, okay, now you're ready. Right? But you can't just die and then just be like, okay, well, that's it. Like, no, it's, you need to let things ride, let things go. You need to forgive so that you can move on. Right? Like, I've ruined a lot of like really good relationships, even being so curt because it's like, like, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you take advantage of me too. Right. I've loved, I've loved good jobs for that same reason. Like, no, I'm not going to let y'all take advantage of me either because being taken advantage of is a trigger for me. Why? Because I'm a person who gives everything. I'll give, I'll give all, but when I really realized, like, oh, wait, I don't have nothing left and there's no one to replenish me. Okay, wait, so I was taken advantage of, right? When when that is your foundation, you you have to learn how to be a new person. <laughs> you have to learn, like, to reprogram your subconscious to not think so limited because you're no longer a child. You're no longer a child without a voice. You're no longer a child that has to sit back and and just, you know, be brutally destroyed time and time again. You're an adult. And you have, you literally know about God. You know God's scriptures. You know God's words. You know God's promises to you. Like, you know God. You are well-equipped. So like I said, being able to call yourself out, (laughs) being being able to call yourself out is like, it's so important. It is so important. And one of the scriptures really stood out to me. Let me see if I can find it. So while I was reading all the different scriptures, like Proverbs ten twelve, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Or like Matthew six fourteen, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. I got stuck on Luke seventeen, three and four, right? Because it says, "Pay attention to yourselves." <laughs> I'm telling you, like, the Bible really does tell you to check yourself. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in the day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive them or forgive him. And that part got me stuck because I'm like, God, I think that's my problem. I feel like I, I get, you know, 
I'm going to use this, but I'm not a victim, so I don't want to use it too often. But it's like, you know, you get taken advantage of and it's like, or you get done wrong or you get trespassed against. And it's like, no one apologizes. It's like getting accustomed to living a life to where you're just literally treated like garbage. And it's like, no one cares that they treated you like garbage. It's like, oh, let's just move past that. Right. Like, let's just act like that didn't happen. Let's just act like I didn't take advantage of you. Let's just act like I didn't lie to you. Let's just act like I didn't steal from you. Let's just act like I didn't, you know, set you up. Like, let's just let's just move on. It's like I hate that because I learned as as someone on my spiritual journey that when I wronged somebody, I learned to take accountability and to apologize because I'm not perfect. But I do understand the importance of validating someone's feelings, validating someone's experiences. And it's like when you lived a life of your your experiences, your feelings never being validated, it's like it gaslights you. It gaslights you into thinking like, well, just, we'll just forget it then because obviously I'm just crazy. Like, obviously, I just don't matter. Right. It's it's this weird cycle. And again, once I said that, it's like I got brought back the picture of the wine glasses. You forgive anyway. You forgive anyway. You move forward anyway. And you don't hold back malice and anger. Because that's what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to look ugly. The enemy wants to 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 pull out your childhood trauma. The enemy wants to to make you feel like you're not important. The enemy wants you to be angry. Let me tell you, I had a severe anger problem. Why? Because I was eating the trust the transgressions and just letting them slide and and not forgiving, but just moving forward. And what I was doing was causing a storm to erupt inside of me to where when any little thing would happen, I just explode. And I'm the type of person that my words literally will slip. It's like a slit. It's like it's like a very sharp samurai blade. Until I learned that like this this thing I seen on Instagram, it was like, you know, until you start bleeding on someone who didn't cut you. Right? So it's like these strong reactions, you know, this strong uh adversion, you know, to people and to things and experiences just because, you know, you were triggered. A trigger is just something to pay attention to. It doesn't mean that you have to actually go through, you know, with the rest of the steps. You can be triggered by something, but if you're paying attention, right, like like I said in Luke, then you can also neutralize that. Just like really sitting down and having some introspection with a little retrospection was allowing me to see like, oh, okay, it was the fact that I'm feeling hopeless, it was the fact that I'm feeling like I'm losing control that is making me hold on, you know, to these minor transgressions and turning them into something huge solely because it's too much pressure. Now, that is that same helpless feeling from childhood. You are no longer a child. You are no longer unequipped. You no longer not know how to handle these things. You do.
So put your big girl underwear on. Go put on your armor of God. Go heal. Go cry. <laughs> go purge. Go do whatever you need to do. And you get back up and you recenter yourself and you go back out there and you try again. Because every single day is a battle. And I don't mean it to sound like just so dreary, right? Because sometimes it could feel like that. It could sound like that in Christianity. Like it's just so dreary. It's just the same thing every day, every day, every day. It's always something. But even in those times, you're supposed to praise God. When things are going bad, you have to train yourself to praise God. Find something to praise God about because there's plenty. The enemy wants you to focus on all these little things that really don't matter. They're not going to matter. You have to give yourself the time to, to train yourself, right? Like I said, that, that timeline between point A and B, that is your training ground. How are you going to deal when the arrows form? How are you going to deal when the weapons form? Because them prospering depends on you. Now, granted, it doesn't mean that God doesn't have his angels around us and divine intervention and all these great things. Yes, but there's a lot of battles that we really don't have to fully engage in, especially in regards to other people. When you learn how to neutralize your trigger. How? Notice, pay attention, pay attention when you're holding on to something, pay attention when you are having these strong reactions and there's nothing going on. Pay attention when you are bleeding on people who didn't cut you. Right? Then when you do notice it, you do see, okay, that's the thing. If you don't receive an apology, because nine out of 10 times you won't, because people are just unconscious. They don't realize They don't realize that their words can hurt. They don't realize that their actions can hurt. Why? Because they're out of control out of their self. They don't feel in control of themselves. They have no self-control over themselves. So when someone else is bleeding on you, you can't expect them to, to look at you and say, oh man, did I bleed on you? Oh, I'm sorry. They're not going to do that because they're not self-aware. But you are. You know that something is wrong. You know that you've been... You've been dirtied in some type of way. Learn to cleanse yourself so that the next day you can wake up and have a fresh start. Because if you just let this stuff build and build and build, you're going to explode. And it's going to be it's going to be horrible. (laughs) Just learn to chill, learn to let things ride. And trust and believe that if you serve the most high God, no one can take advantage of you. No one, nothing can take advantage of you because you cannot compare apples and oranges unless we're talking about fruits in general. The texture is different. The sizes are usually different. The variations are completely different. The places where they're grown, where they're not grown, completely different. When you start to see situations on a wider scale, you're like, you know what? You, you, you can't even apologize to yourself. You don't even take accountability for yourself. So how can I expect you to take accountability for what you did to me? You have no idea. 
like I was talking to my little brother the other day about like NPCs like you just have no idea you're just on auto autopilot and being around you know people who are on autopilot can be very triggering for someone who's having a spiritual awakening why because it's like on a battleground you expect for people to fight right but not just fighting that doesn't make sense fighting that doesn't make sense is very irritating to me it's like on this battleground it has to be i'm fighting my demons and you're fighting your demons and that's how we're gonna like work through this problem it can't be i'm fighting my demons and then i have to fight your demons too like it cannot be like that that's how it feels And when you notice that you're on an unfair battlefield, (laughs) you have to just remove yourself. Even if it's for a day. Shut your mouth for a day. And and go, go sit down somewhere and go think. Go sleep. Go nourish yourself. So that you can be prepared for your own battle. And have a little bit, you know, of ammunition left over to deal with people who are having their own battles. Because you do need to have a little bit, even just a little bit of ammunition left for that. Because it just, it just is what it is. Right? It's like having a portable battery. (laughs) You just need a little bit more patience just to get through. You just need a little bit more compassion just to get through. A little bit more understanding just to get through. But I know that feeling when you feel like you're just at your wit's end, like you don't have none. And it's like when you feel like you don't have none, when you already feel oppressed, right? Here comes the devil. Here comes the enemy trying to make you feel oppressed in other ways. So for example, me, I was struggling with mental oppression just from the trauma of what happened to me, right? Within the last couple of months. Now here comes the devil trying to make me feel physical oppression, financial oppression, Right. And here I am like, but I, I, I only brought enough, you know, fuel. I only brought enough ammunition to fight my mental oppression. Now here's all these other. Yes. Yes. And you can do it. Pay attention to who you are. Pay attention to what's going on around you. Pay attention. It doesn't mean to engage. If anything, when things don't make sense, you disengage because that's when you know that the enemy is around. When you can't get to the root of a problem, when there's just like funny things going on and and it's like really not funny, but it's like weird, that's because the enemy is around. The enemy is working something. The enemy is doing something. If you trust God, you don't have to engage. You don't have to defend yourself. You don't don't have to do any of those things. God is going to redeem you. God is going to vindicate you. God is going to keep you safe. And you just have to let that be that. When you are already being oppressed in one area, and then here comes all these other areas, hold on to that little bit of ammunition filled with that understanding, compassion, and patience. And that is when you're going to let God fight that battle for you. Because you you don't have enough and you don't want to break. You don't want to crash. You don't want to give the enemy, you know, fingers to point at you. Oh, see, no, she, she's not really who she said she is. She's not a Christian. She's not. No, she didn't do any work on herself. Look at her. Look how mad she is that that, you know, we did this little thing. Meanwhile, it's like a, a bunch of things. 
You can't expect the enemy to be honest. <laughs> it's the enemy. What? He's the father of lies. He's the father of confusion. He's the father of strife and anger and wrath. Know who your father is, who are in heaven, who sits above all things. Elohim, Adonai. You have to learn how it works on the battlefield. Because I promise you, (laughs) it's going to come. And it's going to catch you off guard, especially if you are fixated. Because that was my problem. I was still fixated on 2023. We're in a whole new year. And here's all these, all these new things going on. And I'm still focusing on 2023. Why? Because I didn't, receive, I didn't receive not one apology. And I was done dirty. Still left in confusion. Still not understanding. Like, what the heck happened? It's, it's, it's like, it's okay. It's okay not to know because what's happening is that God is giving the enemy time to, 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 to pull up fake stuff, right? Because when we stand in spiritual court, and this is, I want to end it with this, but I do want to talk about spiritual court because spiritual court is very important. When you stand in spiritual court, it's you against the enemy, Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. And this is where a lot of people get get punished in spiritual court because they don't realize that you're not fighting against flesh and blood. You need to get familiar with Ephesians 6, with the principalities and the rulers of the underworld. You're not fighting against your neighbor. You're not fighting against your coworker. It's literally an enemy. It's an entity sent to, to do the dirty work of the spiritual journey to test you, but it's really to elevate you, but I'm digressing. In the spiritual court, there's God, right? I've obviously got the head. There is other Elohims, right? Other higher order spiritual beings. There's angels, right? They're at the front of the court. They're the judge and the jury, it's you on your side, right? You are, <laughs> what, what would you be? Uh, I guess you'd be the, the defendant. <laughs> and then the devil, right? The devil, Shaitan, Satan, the evil one, the wicked one. He's the accuser, right? What's the name for it? Y'all know what's the name. Y'all know what's the name. And I can't figure out what the name is right now. But pretty much he's the accuser, right? So obviously when you get into spiritual court, something something already went wrong. So you're already in the court. It already happened. This is not before. This is after something has occurred. And what happens is, is in order for Shaitan to put you in spiritual jail, is he needs to be able to accuse you of something. So for a lot of people, this is like, let's say if you ever had people make false accusations against you, you know, saying that you did something that you didn't or, you know, people ganging up on you, you know, coming at you for no reason, like just whatever. Right. It's because the enemy has presented these false accusations 
because the spiritual court is occurring literally in the spirit while you're here on earth. That's why I'm saying everything is connected. So here comes, you know, I got to look it up because it's killing me. <laughs> I need to know what the other, I bet you it's a real simple name. I bet you it is like the most super simple name. Plaintiff, right? The accuser, plaintiff, the one with the complaint. So what he's saying is he did X, Y, and Z to you because of X, Y, and Z, right? Now we see all the time plaintiffs make up fake accusations all the time, right? Because they want the outcome to go in their favor. Now, usually it's somewhat of a truth. So let's say, for example, I want to use, I want to use a very straightforward example. Let's say, for example, if my neighbor has a ball, right? And every day, the neighbor is bouncing the ball. And let's say if, you know, one day I just go outside and I'm like, you know, hey, you know, is it okay, you know, if you just, you know, maybe stop playing the ball at a certain time. And I do that three times. And on the fourth time, let's say I just snap. I go crazy. I go off. I'm yelling. I'm screaming, right? I'm just frustrated. The enemy will bring that fourth time to court to present to God as to why you and your neighbor got into a physical fight, right? And the whole point of God and all the Elohim being there is for them to rule over the situation to see if Satan was accurate in placing you in some form of spiritual punishment because of the fight. So think about it. When you get into a physical fight here on earth, oh, my nose is so tickly. When you get into a spiritual fight, when you get into a physical fight here on earth, right, usually you you go to jail, you get beat up, you have bruises, right? It's some type of consequence. In the spirit realm, that's where they discuss what your consequence is going to be. Is it going to be just a little bruise? Is it going to be you going to jail? Like all that stuff happens in the spirit realm. So the devil is going to present these accusations like oh well you know he didn't really like his neighbor anyway (laughs) right or you know uh you know he 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 always holds on to grudges right like literally he's gonna pull up anything anything you did in your past anything to support these false accusations and it's not that you didn't have the blow up it's it's the fact that there's details missing you know, you're you're accusing me of something, but you're not giving the full story. And it's up for you to defend yourself, right? So you would say, well, God, first of all, I did. I did give three times grace. I did forgive three times. I did give honor and mercy three times. I did pray, you know, three or four or five, six, seven, eight, nine times. I did. I did. <laughs> right? First of all, the neighbor came up to my face. The neighbor approached me. So at that point, I felt like my life was in danger. 
So yeah, things got crazy, <laughs> right? And God is going to look at it and be like, let me, let me see the files. Because trust and believe everything that we do is recorded. There's nothing that we do that is not recorded. So it's, it's not you, you know, it, it's, it's you against Satan, but not really because it's God. This is, this is God we're talking about who knows and sees everything. So they hand him the reports. They hand him all the prayers. They hand him all the times that you begged, you begged, you begged, you begged, you asked, you pleaded. All that stuff gets pulled up. And God says, well, you know what? I see that the consequence was a bruise or I see that the person went, you know, to jail or I see whatever it is. Okay. I'm going to let them out because I'm going to give grace and mercy. Right? Why? Because they gave grace and mercy. That That's how it works in spiritual court. Spiritual court determines everything. So when the enemy is is making up false accusations, plotting, scheming, accusing, doing whatever, all of those things are just being recorded. Now, again, not everything has to be, you know, good versus evil. Sometimes there are just neutral things. There are neutral things that need to be dealt with. There are neutral things that need to be handled. Right. It sometimes when you are trying to do something righteous, you do have to be a little mischievous or you do have to be, you know, just a little bit flexible sometimes. But that's very rare. But trust and believe that when you are already oppressed by that third time that you asked the neighbor to stop bouncing the ball, you lost your job. You and your spouse got into an argument. Your your own kids is not listening. Right. So God is looking at that and being like, yeah, but look at what this person was going through. But this person did pray to me. This person did ask me for patience. This person did give grace and mercy, right? God is going to defend you. So you ain't really got to say much. But it's just to know how the battleground works. It's to know how it works in the spirit realm. Because a lot of people don't. That's why when they're, when, like I said, on earth, when things don't make sense, when there's just strife, when there's just chaos and it doesn't make sense, it's because the enemy is trying to, it, it, the enemy wants a case file on you. The enemy is looking to collect evidence against you. Oh, person, person just spazzed out for no reason. <laughs> That's really what he's going to write. Person just, you know, did this. Person just blew up, you know, whatever. He's not going to write all the other stuff that you're going through. Why? What? No. So that's why it's important for you to learn how to keep your composure and learn when to let God step ahead of you. Learn to let God be the judge and the jury. Give it to God. So that's why, again, when I said, you know, I don't want people to take advantage of me. It's like sometimes when you're so nice and you're so sweet and you're so kind and you so just go with the flow, people feel like they could take advantage of you. People feel like, oh, this person is dumb. This person is gullible. How am I dumb and how am I gullible when I was raised damn near by the street? <laughs> what? Right? But it's because on earth, people only see physical. They don't see spiritual. They don't see your, your experiences. They don't see your street credit. They don't see like you, you. They don't see nothing. They just see who you present yourself as now. And it's funny because I was listening to one of my one of my favorite 
um, one of my favorite spiritualists, and pretty much like she had brought up everything that I was talking about, and um, I just felt like it was important when I was listening to it, but I didn't realize that I'd be doing reflecting and that it would be an immediate thing that I needed to look at within myself. People are going to people. That's their problem. Satan is going to take them to spiritual court on their own. You're not going to spiritual court against them. So why, why, you know, get involved in battles that are beyond you? When you go to spiritual court, it's you versus Satan. It's not you versus that person. That's important for you to know. That's important for you to understand. Right? But like I said, if you don't know these things, it's either you're just on autopilot or you're getting fixated at certain parts of your journey blocking you from elevating because you're not picking up the characteristics that, that you need to hold you down pretty much. Well, not even hold you down, but to really ground you into your new beginning. You, you need the characteristics and you won't be able to get it unless you're on the battlefield. But you won't be able to win on the battlefield unless you understand how the battlefield works. And it's not always about, you know, I'm, oh, you're going to give this person what they're looking for. I'm going to give the enemy what, his, what he's looking for. It's not about that. Because I, I just gave you a whole scenario where you did and it still worked in your favor. Because we serve a God of grace and mercy and valor. He understands war. But we serve a God of peace. And if you can always operate in peace, right? I want to end it with this last scripture, which I think I might have said already. I might have said this one already. Let's see. I want to run through a few of them. Luke 6, 37. Judge not, and you will not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Uh, yeah, see, James 5, James five sixteen. right? It says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it's working. That's what I was looking for. Proverbs 10. <laughs> Proverbs 10, verse 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all offenses. Love is, is an action. Love is the action of understanding. It's the action of compassion. It's the action of peace. It's the action of forgiving, right? Hatred is always going to be around. It just is. Satan hates us. Satan hates the fact that we have so much grace. People love to side with Satan. They love to join cults. They love to join gangs and groups or whatever. They love to join Satan, right? They love to be in unity with Satan, not realizing that Satan is actually so jealous of you. You get forgiveness, bro. Satan made, to him, <laughs> to him, he's like, I made one little mistake and, and you just dashed me away. 
And you dashed all my homies away too. <laughs> I'm all right. Right? So he's looking at us who, when we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we allow ourselves to be christened, you know, christened with the Christ consciousness to elevate, to, to prosper, to be better, to think better, to move in the world as gods like we are, Satan hates that. Like, what do you mean they get dominion? What? I thought you said the earth was mine. What do you mean, you know, they get to marry? We we don't get that. Like this, he's always comparing himself to us. He's always accusing us because he's like these people are so ungrateful. What do you mean they get unlimited forgiveness? What? Right. So that's why he comes to court with his his paperwork stacked up. <laughs> <laughs> Satan paperwork be all stacked up all color coded and everything for us but I'm telling you as long as you handle the battleground properly right paying attention to yourself calling out yourself noticing when you have a problem it's not always when, when you feel like it's always somebody else is a problem at some point you have to look at yourself and say no I'm the problem it can't be, it cannot be, it cannot be as this, as this is a green world, or so they say. It cannot be that someone else is always the problem. That is your telltale sign of one, narcissistic traits. Two, no self-awareness at all. You're not taking any accountability. And people who don't take accountability is Satan's favorite. Why? Because you're not, you're not operating under the law that God has gave. Why did Adam and Eve get kicked out the garden? Because they didn't take no accountability. So, okay, yeah, you did what you did, but not once did you say, you know what, God? (sighs) We did eat the fruit. We did. We ate the fruit. We enjoyed it. Now things are a little chaotic. We don't know what's going on. We feel like we're naked. Are we naked? What's naked? Right? Not once did they say, you know, I'm sorry, God. Not once did they repent and and ask forgiveness. Not once. They didn't do nothing. They just started blaming each other. Oh, no, she gave me the fruit. Oh, no, he ate the fruit, though. Oh, no, but... oh, And then they started fighting. They started physically fighting. Like, what? (laughs) I'm telling you, like, when you really get to know God through scripture, you you will find us in every single page, every single story. They took no accountability. And God said, you know what? Now, because I, what y'all didn't understand was not going to get, was, was going against me, going against my word, going against my will. The price of sin is death. So yeah, you guys may not die a physical death, which under like I said, under the grace of God, many of us don't die a physical death, but we go to spiritual jail and that affects us in different ways. He kicked them out of heaven. So all their resources gone. All the all that lush and fruit and and vegetables and clean air gone. It says that God made them clothes. <laughs> And escorted them out the garden and the and the angels got it up like, all right, see y'all. And they walked, they walked, they came down to earth or where we are now. 
and was like, what is this? All because they could not take accountability. Right? So just understand what you're working with. Understand the battle. Understand your real opponent. Satan will use anything. I mean, your past, your future, your anxiety, your depression, whatever it is that has a hold over you. Satan will use that against you and find a way to get you to take action on it too. When you don't know what to do, when you feel overwhelmed, it says lean not onto thy own understanding. That means that you need to pray to God. You need to ask God, God, I need you to step in. I don't know what to do. I can't handle it anymore. I am at my wit's end. I need you to step in for me. I surrender. I give you full control. Your will be done. Right? Like, God is the general on the battlefield. When your general says, you know, let's head out, we head out. When the general says, all right, let's head back, (laughs) you head back. When he says, draw your sword, you draw your sword. When he says, put your sword away, you put your sword away. But you have to get trained learning learning how to obey God in order to even understand God. So you don't have time to just be on the battle with other people when the battle is occurring with yourself. It's happening with yourself. And you can't even handle the battle with yourself. How dare you war with someone else? That doesn't make sense. But we do it every day. And this is the difference between people who are on spiritual awakening journeys and people who are just operating on autopilot. Those souls that operate on autopilot, they just come right back. They come right back to earth again. They live the same cycle all over again. They have the same experiences all over again. They're here with the same people who didn't choose to grow again. It's the same thing. Why? Because unforgiveness weighs the heart down. Because anger weighs the heart down. Because greed weighs the heart down. Because wrath, all of those different things weigh your heart down, weigh your soul down to where you can't even elevate. Your soul is too heavy. Your heart is supposed to be as light as a feather. But no, you, 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 you killed yourself on the battleground because you, you chose to do what you wanted to do to, you know, React in ways that you felt was best to react, even if it's generationally. Just because that's what you were seeing, it doesn't mean that that's what you need to reenact. You a robot? You only have one program? That's so self-limiting. You have more than one program. You have more than one mind. You have more than one opportunity to be a better person. So many people like to reenact people who they've seen before. Not knowing that when those people were passing, that was some of their greatest regrets. Being someone who was mean, being someone who pushed people away, being someone who was arrogant and ignorant. That was their worst regrets on their last days. Why would you want to reenact that? 
that 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 whole sense of power through aggression or through physical expression that's fake that's fake then it was fake for them too it's like okay well i'm just going to express this power because that's this, this is all i have i don't have nothing else but but my physical power whether that's through my mouth or, th- or through my body or through whatever Why why are you playing pressing play on the same generational CD generation after generation after generation and nobody leaves the earth the way that they want to I'm not going to play that CD cuz I don't like the last song I don't want my last song to be no one loved me no one cared about me no one came to look for me I don't want my last song to be I pushed everybody away because the devil told me to That's not going to be my last song my last song is going to be, she was noble. She was honest. She was friendly. She was loving. She was fun. We love to be around her. We love to see her. That's going to be my last song. The devil is not going to trick me and try to get me to stay here and repeat this cycle over and over. And I'm not playing those games. That's why even if you are on autopilot, you need to think above autopilot. Because how many of our ancestors got played thinking that, that they had the right to have wrath, they had the right to be angry, they had the right to have unforgiveness? None of us do. The price of sin is death. So if we are still alive, making it from birthday to birthday, from day to day, then we should honor that. We should be happy. We should rejoice. Even if you have two red hot pennies to rub together, you should rejoice. Why? Because you have you have something. You have family. You have shelter. You have food. You have whatever it is. And if you don't have one, you have the other. This is why I say after you pay attention that something is off with you, start to thank God. Start to thank God for what you do have. Start to thank God for what is going right. Because everything could go wrong. You ain't seen nothing of how God can really, really unleash some serious spiritual consequences on your life. I've seen it happen to me. Now, of course, it was on a Job thing, but still, it still happened. So I know what God can do. My enemies think that they did this to me, they did that to me. No, it would have never happened if God didn't allow it. And I would have never gotten through it unless I had a clean slate so that when the devil came with the false accusations, God defended me with no problem. Okay, yep, I I allowed her to go through that because I needed her character to grow. I didn't want her to get too attached to somewhere she didn't belong and to people who she probably didn't belong around. Nothing happens without God's permission. Good and bad things. I've seen it. I've seen myself get sick. I'm like, God, why am I sick? I don't get it. Oh, because it's a test. It's a test. I'm I'm building a character. Come on, let's go. It's training. Let's go. It's training. It's training day. Come on. Yep. You have a big, huge boil on your chest. Yep. You can't walk. Okay. Let me see your attitude. Let me see if you could still be grateful. Let me see if you could still find something to be thankful for. You know what that did for my character? (laughs) Like, I'm telling you, it makes you so self-aware. 
Because it's like, yeah, I did have this big, huge boil on my chest where I couldn't walk. I damn near couldn't even breathe. But you know what I had? I had people that were helping me. People that were happy to help me. In my lowest time. That's character development. Realizing that even if you did have a hard time in the past, it doesn't mean that that's going to be your future. It doesn't mean that people cannot grow and evolve with you. It doesn't mean that if if you did a good deed, it's not going to come back to you. It always comes back. Sometimes in the craziest ways, but always right on time. So I done preached. You know. (laughs) I done preached. We are 56 minutes. I done went on topic, off topic, around the corner, back around the corner. I done went all over. But I hope that this inspires, you know, people to just look within yourself. Look within yourself. We don't have all the answers. So when we don't have all the answers, we can't really go on the battlefield, look, you know, with foresight and and hindsight because we don't know what's even popping off. You need God. You need to allow God to step in. And sometimes that just looks like surrendering. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this. I'm at my wit's end. I don't have money. I don't have a home. I don't have this. I don't, right? Be real with yourself so that you make room for God to elevate you. But don't just sob from one chapter to the next. Books don't just go from chapter 13 to chapter 14 in one swipe. There's pages in between. All those pages are all your character test. Make something good with it. Make something Make something out of it. Even if all the details are like, oh, whoa, it was this and then it was that. And I had to climb that hill and I had to hike that thing and I had to swim that mountain, uh, swim, you know, swim that lake and, and climb that mountain and, and jump backwards. And I had to learn how to do acrobats. All those pages in between is what, it, that's where the, the juice is. That's where the pulp is. Get those pages in between. Appreciate those pages because they're going to prepare you for chapter 14. So I love you all. Until next time.